Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 123, The Purring Cat. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Changeable. In today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about um, something that I'm always talking about because I think it is like the essence of everything. At least it's how it looks today. Now, there tend to be different themes that come up over the years, you know, in different conversations. It's all the same conversation, but there are different aspects of it or different ways of talking about it that kind of pop out for a few months or something and then kind of something cooler takes its place and that's like the favorite topic or the the you know what looks to be the most helpful thing to to look at for a little while and it's always changing and rotating but in the really big picture of things there's this um exploration of the nature of human experience and the nature and our experience of what's there beyond human experience. Now, as I say that, keep in mind that these are this distinction is created with language from a mind. So I'm not actually saying that there's this, this real separation between anything really, but this real separation between there's like our experience and there's us. But I talk about it that way all the time. And that's what a distinction does. It's, a, it's, it's some concepts. It's making this a concept and that a concept because looking at these two concepts as if they're separate, as if they're unique, allows us to see a lot more about these two concepts and about whatever else is, is around them. So, so just keep that in mind. The distinction is a little... Uh, it's just a distinction so we can look at things in a different way. So we're always looking at the nature of our experience, how thought and feeling and our psychology, as I call it, kind of moves through us, how it shows up, how it creates our experience moment to moment. And and then the reason for even, in my opinion, even looking at the nature of experience is because it gives us the ability to then look beyond it. When we aren't fully immersed in our experience, when we can see that, oh, here's how a mind works. Here's how all minds work. Here's, here's how thought works. Here's how feeling works. It's all okay. Here's how, how our psychology works. We kind of get to be okay with those things. We don't think about them so much. We don't feel the need to stare at them and analyze them so much. We don't fear them so much. We see that, oh, that's just how it works. That's just what it means to be human. So they feel far less personal. And we just tend to look at them less a little bit. And in looking and worrying and, you know, analyzing them less, we get to open up to what else is there beyond just what we're used to looking at. So um as I'm wrapping up the Little School Big Change six-week course, so this is you know just such a huge, huge conversation that many people there are just getting into, and I love that so much, just, just helping people first kind of ease into this distinction and this conversation um, 
watching them be curious about what's there beyond their experience, maybe something they hadn't really thought of much before at all, discovering what's there. Uh, you know, there's a lot of questions that come up. <laughs> there's a lot of, um, and there's a lot of expectations and assumptions that come up around how our experience will feel or what it's like to, to sense that space beyond our experience. Our mind won't let that just be a mystery very easily. Our mind wants to give it some adjectives and give it some concreteness. And so it will make up, oh, here's how it feels, or it looks like a cartole looks, or it, you know, it feels like peace, or it feels like this, or, you know, whatever. So much thinking kind of goes in on our mind's part to nailing that down. And, and so so many assumptions and so much thinking about, again, once I sort of see these two things a little bit more for what they are, how will my experience look and feel? And probably the biggest misunderstanding that comes up all the time around that is that either you won't feel certain stuff, so things like fear or anxiety or anger or whatever, the stuff that, that our mind has decided, decided that we don't really want to feel anyway. <laughs> we, we assume that once we've seen how all this works in a deeper way and we felt who we are beyond our experience, that we just won't feel that stuff anymore. And that's certainly not my experience or the experience of, of most people I've seen. Or we think, our mind thinks, Oh, well, I'll feel that, but I just won't care. <laughs> or it'll like, you know, I don't know. We come up with all sorts of theories about how it'll be. So I wanted to share a little bit about, try to put into words how it feels for me a lot of the times because um, because I think it would be helpful. So a few years ago, um, I had a conversation with Marnix Powells, who Marnix is great. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, we had this conversation around um, how how this understanding had changed things for him. It was part of what I used to do called a, the Freedom Series. I used to do it around the launch for the Little School of Big Change. Uh, and I had a series of conversations with people before I had a podcast. Um, had these conversations with people about just how their, how things had changed for them after kind of exploring this. And in that conversation with Marnix... He he talked about something deep within him, maybe what we're talking about as who we really are or that space beyond our experience. And he he compared it to a purring cat. He said, I don't remember what he said, but but essentially he kind of he kind of said, you know, it feels like like now that I've touched that space, now that I I'm more acquainted with it. It's like this really quietly purring cat that's always there and it's always purring. And of course, my head gets busy and my thoughts get loud and I have no sense of the purring cat a lot of the time. But once you know the purring cat is there, these are my words now, but all inspired by Marnix. Once you know that purring cat is there and and the more that you go visit it and pet it and and get very familiar with its purr, things start to shift. Do you always feel it? No. Do you always know that it's there? Absolutely not. But more and more, you do. 
does that mean that your thinking is always quiet and calm and loving and non-judgmental? No way. <laughs> Not even close. But in my experience, does it mean that it doesn't really matter what your thinking is doing so much? Yes. So it just it just begins to I can't say it any better than that. It just begins to not matter so much what you feel because what you feel is like the weather. It's just like it it's just like it doesn't matter so much what the weather's doing. It just doesn't. You have your preferences, but it's just weather. It doesn't it doesn't run your life. Imagine if your experience felt like that. Oh, it's just a mood. It's just a thought. It's just a feeling. It's not going to run my life. It's not who I am. That's the difference. So I I was thinking about this. This is what inspired me to, to create this episode. Talking with people who are in the school for the first time, just really starting to get immersed in this and wake up to so many amazing things that are only going to deepen and grow for them. And it's so exciting to see. But they're just at those early stages, some of them of really kind of getting a feel for this. And seeing how that all tends to kind of play out and work out where we go through these phases where our mind says, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this. And and I thought it wouldn't be this way once I saw more about this and all of these theories and everything. And then having to explain or try to put words around how it is, you know, for me in order to to help them, in order to help share this, I guess. And noticing that It's so hard to describe, but noticing, like I just, I never, that purring cat example never, never left me since I heard it. And I more and more come back to it and find that that is just, for me anyway, just such a a beautiful, simple way to describe what this feels like. So the other day I was out walking and um, a lot was happening in my head and a lot was happening in my life, you know, like like some business stuff didn't go the way I wanted it to go. I My mind was worrying about some of that. My mind was having an argument with somebody about politics. <laughs> like there was a lot just happening in my head. And there were moments where I was in that and then moments where it never went anywhere, but I could feel the purring cat behind it. Even while my mind is saying, I can't believe in this and that and what if and all of that, in the middle of it, in the middle of that, there's just this sense of, oh, it's okay. Now, the it's okay that the purring cat brings is is a very different kind of it's okay than what I used to try to calm myself with. I used to try to calm myself with it's okay, meaning, yes, you know, the, the political thing is a mess and the business thing is a mess and it shouldn't be happening and you feel horrible, but but it's okay. Maybe, maybe it'll change. <laughs> maybe there's another way to see it. Maybe these thoughts will go away soon. It was always about pacifying or fixing or resolving the experience piece of things. And the purring cat doesn't care about the experience piece of things. The purring cat is independent of your experience. When I felt it's okay in that moment on my walk, again, this is so hard to put words to, but it had nothing to do 
with anything in my worried, judgmental mind changing or fixing or resolving itself. It was, it wasn't, it's okay. It was the cat down there saying, remember, I'm what's real. It's okay. Think and worry and judge and freak out as much as you want. I don't care. I'm still here purring the whole time. I'm what's real. All of that will work itself out. It'll change. It won't. Who knows? Who cares? That is not real. It is always in flux. It is not the way it appears. Me, the purring cat, this constant energy, this constant presence, this constant essence that never ever has gone anywhere. I'm I'm here and I'm what's real and I say it's okay. And that that's what it felt like. Like, wow, who cares what my mind is thinking about? Even when it isn't that extreme, even when it's like, ugh, I don't, you know, not good, got some stuff to figure out, wish this was different, kind of in a bad mood, even when it's more like that, it's not like that. <laughs> you know, like even when it's more like that, it's there's just a, a bigger knowing of, oh, it's a mood. I don't care what mood I'm in. Oh, it's a worry. Okay, well, mine's worry. You know, there's such a, all of that experience has has a far less personal nature to it because the purring cat is the only thing that's real. It is it has become home base more and more and more. So how did this happen would be a great question. It would be a question I was asking because I had a, a mentor at one time who would talk about this. He didn't call it a purring cat, but he told he would tell me stories of how he um would be super caught up in like big stuff. Like one time while I was working with him, his dog got hit by a car and he's freaking out and taking his dog to the emergency vet. And like, you know, it's big stuff. And the woman who hit his dog was freaking out. And, you know, and in the middle of all of that, he described just having that it's okay moment reconnecting with him. Now his mind is still, he's still driving, you know, speeding to the emergency vet with his, with his dog. Like this is big stuff. Nothing changed in the world, but there was something in there that just said, it's okay. Remember, this is what's real. Wow. Yes. All kinds of alarms are going off and your mind is racing and there's real circumstances happening. And there's something so much deeper than all of that. And I remember hearing that and being like, are you nuts? Like, who are you? How, what do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? How does that happen for a human being? It just is weird. It just sounded so weird to me. Like, that's not how it works. How it works is your dog gets hit by a car and you freak out until the dog's okay. Like, you don't just, on the way to the emergency vet, have this clearing moment where you realize there's something deeper than your human experience. Like, that's just weird. And I'm just so grateful to say that it doesn't feel that weird anymore. How did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. Just just looking there, just being curious about it, hearing his stories, maybe for all of you, hearing some of mine. Just, just I don't know how it happened. But I don't know. It's just really, <laughs> it's just really uh, kind of cool to have that sense and to know that even when we aren't feeling it, 
it doesn't really matter because you've you've felt it enough. You've visited it. So how do you visit it? I mean, I think each of us it will visit it in our own way and it doesn't need to be some structured practice. Obviously, it can be if you want. But but it's more when I say visited it, it's not like uh, you make an appointment and sit down and look for it. That's probably going to not work out so well because your mind's going to be thinking about what time it is and what you expect to see and feel. So your mind's very, very much uh, running that show. Probably not going to work so well, but just noticing how thought clears, noticing those little moments. Even if you don't notice any of those, being curious, like what if I'm just living in this really thick cloud of psychology? I think that all the time, like, wow, there's this cloud, super thick cloud of psychology that I'm walking around in. My head is completely in it. And and that's fine. I'm just seeing through my psychology, but that's not who I am. There's a purring cat in there. And I'm talking about times when there's no sense of the purring cat. Like there's no, it's okay. There's no bigger perspective, but any old time, you know, just, just considering. So we can all do this, whether you know, intimately know a purring cat or not, we can all kind of consider, hey, what if you're walking around with your head in a giant cloud and it's all just thought and feeling and stuff, memories and thoughts and preferences, and there's a whole other world just beyond it. Doesn't matter if you felt it or not. You don't have to know anything about that whole other world. It is enough to just be open to the fact that maybe there is one. I think sometimes that's the absolute best place to be. That's for sure where I was forever when I would talk with this person and others like him early on in this. And I'm like, I don't really know what these people are talking about, but maybe I sort of do. And you know, you just want to overthink it. And I don't, if, is what I'm feeling what they're talking about? And your mind will just overthink it to death. But it's it's so helpful, even when it feels like it isn't, to just be exposed to it. Just be in the wondering of it without having to make it some personal goal or place that we get to or place that we go with all of this. So I really encourage you to kind of be curious about a purring cat in there. Consider that it's there whether you feel it or not. Don't make it a requirement to feel it, but be open to checking it out. <laughs> I, I I go to bed at night and sometimes if I wear, uh, I wear these earplugs, sometimes, not every night, but I kind of love just putting these earplugs in because it's like, you know, it's pitch dark in the room, have the blackout curtains, the earplugs. It just kind of instantly takes me within. I can't hear anything. I can't see anything. It's super quiet. And it's, it, I've kind of, this is just a funny thing I play with, but I kind of play with it being like my own little retreat center in there. Like I'm not thinking about anything, but it's like, oh, this is amazing. No sight, no sound, nothing from out there just within. And it's just quiet and it's huge and it's peaceful and it's incredibly deep. And sometimes I hear a purr and sometimes I don't and it doesn't really matter. But 
what's important in that, I think, and what's helpful in that is that I know there was a long time in my life, most of my life, where that would have felt terrifying to not have noise, to not see, to not hear, to go within. It was so conceptual and to even think about it would have sent me into a panic. I was afraid of within. I didn't trust what was in there. I didn't know what was in there. And to just lean into it and to be at a place where it doesn't need to be anything special, but it's but it's home. The more comfortable it can feel to look within, the more it feels like a nice little cocoon that you get to just lose yourself in. Again, I'm not saying I'm having these like amazing, you know, blissful experiences every single night when I put my earplugs in, but I'm just so incredibly grateful that it feels good to look there, that it feels safe in there. That is huge. It's huge. And the more that we, all of us, all of you lean into that and just be in that space and see how it feels, the more it feels like your own little personal retreat center. I just think we can't, we cannot go wrong with that. It can only get better and deeper and you'll likely hear more purring <laughs> from from that sort of place. And then the next time your mind is is racing and there's all kinds of stuff happening and your body's feeling it and the emotions and the adrenaline and the physical manifestation of all of that is through the roof. You just might kind of sense a little corner of your being in there where it's okay, where you know, okay, that retreat center's there. Nothing out here has to change in order for me to be okay. People need support through change now more than ever. And people, maybe you, also need and want fulfilling work that allows us to make an excellent living, being able to work from anywhere in the world with anyone in the world, including working remotely, which I have to say has been pretty handy these past several months. If you want to help people end habits or find freedom from anxiety and needless worry, I can teach you how in the Change Coach Training and Certification Program. In the Change Coach Training Program, you'll spend six months immersing deeply in this new paradigm with me and with an incredible group of people that quickly become like family. You'll get to observe and debrief a ton of coaching before doing a ton of coaching yourself with support and feedback the whole way through. You'll leave the program feeling confident and ready to work with others and with the option of becoming a certified change coach. This program is really unlike any other in terms of the feedback, guidance, and support you receive the entire way through. You can check out all the details at dramyjohnson.com slash coach training. Watching people wake up to a whole new experience of life is the most fulfilling work in the world. And having steady work that you can do remotely offers huge peace of mind for you. I would really love to help you make this a reality. Hey, just a quick reminder that my audio course, Breaking Bad Habits, is available now exclusively on Himalaya Learning. To listen to my course and others like it from people like Malcolm Gladwell, Tim Ferriss, and Seth Godin, go to Himalaya.com slash break and enter the promo code break at checkout to get your first 14 days for free so that you can check out all of the courses on Himalaya Learning. That's Himalaya, H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A.com slash break.